Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome to the Gospel for Life for a brand new week. And we have been taking questions from some of our listeners, questions that um, they have been perplexed about that we hope, by God's grace, to bring some light to. So here's the question for today. What was the role of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, and then was it different than in the New Testament age? Well, the <clears throat> the short answer to that is yes. Um, but the, the Holy Spirit of God, of course, I mean, has been active. Uh, you know, the Holy the Holy Spirit of God is is one of the persons of the Trinity, and therefore has been active and and at work uh, from all eternity. And the Holy Spirit of God is at work in creation. You know, the Genesis 1 tells us that the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters in the, the, the moment of creation. Um, but the key difference that you see uh, in Old Testament times and New Testament times is in, in the Old Testament times, the Holy Spirit comes upon particular individuals for particular missions. You know, you see this... Uh, uh, in the judges of Israel, that the Holy Spirit would would come up, come upon an individual to empower them to judge Israel, to to lead Israel. Um, the Holy Spirit uh, came upon uh, David uh, to uh, anoint him as king of Israel. Uh, the Spirit was taken from Saul uh, because of his unfaithfulness. And but you see, the the Holy Spirit. Uh, is a work in the world, but particularly in dwelling and coming upon particular individuals for a, to empower them for a particular calling. And then what happens in the New Testament, the prophecy of Joel is fulfilled on, on the day of Pentecost. And in the second chapter of Acts, the Apostle Peter, uh, in his great Pentecost sermon, uh, says, uh, Men of uh, Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words, for these men are not drunk as you suppose. And talking about the the, the apostles uh, speaking in languages they had never learned. These men are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Uh, that there is uh, now, after the cross and resurrection of Jesus, and the, out, the, the gift of God's Holy Spirit to the whole of the church, um, all believers— are filled with the Holy Spirit. All believers are given the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's now a, a universal gift to all believers rather than, as in Old Testament times, a 
particular gift for a particular mission. But once, but the, the gift of the Spirit is still empowerment for mission. The, the, the gift of the Spirit is still given us so that to empower us to serve the kingdom of God in our time, in our day. So I just want to make sure I understand what your position is saying here, Phil, that you're, you're saying, because I would say that the Holy, Holy Spirit's work in the Old Testament and the Holy Spirit's work in the New Testament is very similar, that the, the difference is in degrees, um, not in difference of that the Spirit's work in salvation is the same in the Old Testament as in the New Testament, um, that you have some cases of the external working of the, of the Spirit in the lives of those um, that were anointed or ordained for certain tasks is right. different in the Old Testament than in the New, um, but the, the work of the Spirit in the salvation and in the hearts and lives of believers is the same in the Old and New Testament. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, okay. I was just clarifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I think that's why you have these interesting verses of, like the Spirit came upon Saul, he prophesied, and then you think, say, well, was he saved or not? And can you lose the Holy Spirit? Can you lose your salvation? And so I think there's where some of the difficulties occur that I would say is that because Saul was anointed as king of Israel, and what did that mean? That he was a picture of the coming Messiah in that role in his office, the Spirit sometimes came upon him in power, even though he was not, I believe, a true child of God, that his lives bear testimony to the fact that he was not um, truly um, a, a, a saved individual. He didn't truly have faith in Jesus Christ, but because of the office he bore, the Spirit would right. sometimes come upon him in power and he, because of what it wanted to demonstrate because of the position he held, not because of the state of his soul. Right. And right. so he didn't lose his salvation. What he lost was um, the working, the external really working of the Spirit in his heart and life not the internal dwelling of the spirit ongoing. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's so the question is is what was the role of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament? Was it different than in the New Testament age? And I feel like the question's being asked from the perspective of salvation. And I would just say, look, there's a discontinuity and a continuity when it comes to the work of the Holy Spirit between the two testaments in regards to salvation. So one of the one of the verses that brings a little tension to this conversation is in John 7 where Jesus says um, on the last day of the feast, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And then it says, now this he said about the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive for as yet the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So there is a little bit of a discontinuity between the work of the Holy Spirit between the two testaments. And I, Dr. David Murray, he was our speaker last year. He had this great blog on his, uh, on his blog, Head, Heart, and Hands, where he talks about the difference of the Holy Spirit between the, the old and the new. And he basically gave this really great illustration. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit is like you know a, a sponge that's dripping water on a hot sidewalk um, in the summer. And so the Spirit's given out more, you know, in a limited way. Whereas in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit's like a fire hose, like spraying out all over the people of God. So the Holy Spirit had to be at work in the hearts of of people in both Testaments. It's actually impossible because I have talked with people before where they would say, well, the Holy Spirit wasn't given to believers in the Old Testament at all. 
Yeah, they would look at it and say that the Holy Spirit didn't come until the day of Pentecost. Right. right. And if that's the case, people can't be saved. Uh, Romans it, in the Old Testament, there's it, salvation would be impossible without yes. the Spirit's work. Yes, because Romans eight seven and eight says that the mindset in the flesh is at enmity with God; it cannot please God. So, unless the new birth happens, and the Old Testament language is unless there's a circumcision of the heart, which is only performed by the Holy Spirit, there cannot be salvation. So, the Holy Spirit had to work in the hearts of Old Testament saints; had to. Um, but there is a discontinuity. And I, I think um, what we need to understand is that what Josh said about the illustration that Dr. Murray gives is so important. That, And I, I think that would be what I would say is about the entire difference between the Old and New Testament is the degrees. Um, God's revelation mm-hmm. is fuller. God's um, giving of the Spirit is fuller. It's not um, different in nature. It's not different different in essence it's it's the it's different in degrees mm-hmm. um and i think mm-hmm. what you'll find is we're always moving towards greater um uh, revelation greater fullness and even now we we have already not yet we're moving to greater fulfillment of the promises of god i don't experience everything yet i get to experience some right now but the fullness awaits in heaven and I think that same progression is seen throughout the whole revelation of the Word of God, that it gets fuller, bigger, wider, mm-hmm. deeper, richer, mm-hmm. whatever you want to say. Yeah, I want to <clears throat> I want to read from John chapter fourteen, where where Jesus <clears throat> promises his disciples just this: a fuller, let's put it this way, a fuller gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm in John chapter fourteen and beginning with verse fifteen. Jesus said, "If you love me." You will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. Speaking of the Holy Spirit. He will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. Um... You know, sometimes uh, sometimes you'll hear Christians say, and I've probably said it or thought of myself, wow, wouldn't it have been wonderful to be on the earth at the time of Jesus and to see him in the flesh? And yeah, it would have been wonderful. But he promised and uh, he promised a gift that is every bit as wonderful. He said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while in the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will live. In that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. Um, anyway, I, I could go on and on, but Jesus made a promise of a fuller gift of the Holy Spirit that would come at Pentecost and that is given to every believer um, and uh, that... Um, is a great is a great assurance. We're not alone. Mm-hmm. And I I think um, one of the things that we can say is that that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is the Spirit of Christ. Right. And so you're, you, if you want to say it uh, slightly differently, you can just say that what Spirit, what Jesus Christ did when He came is He gave us a fuller revelation of God. That's what He says. That in the Old Testament, 
Um, the opening book of of Hebrews will say in the past that he's spoken in he's in these various ways, but now he's speaking spoken to us in his son, and it's a full revelation. Um, and what he did is he left, in essence, himself to the church through the spirit that he gave. So there's a richness because we live in the church age. We have this this fullness of the revelation, but we have the fullness of the gift. Mm-hmm. Um, we have um, the spirit of Christ, and the spirit of Christ continues the work of Jesus. That's what um, Acts chapter 1 talks about, mm-hmm. um, that this is a record of what Jesus Christ continues to do. Well, how does he continue to do it? Through the word of Christ and through the Spirit of Christ. We have such rich gifts um, in the New Testament era that go beyond what the Old Testament church had. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that explanation helps us to understand some of these verses in the New Testament where it seems like the Holy Spirit hadn't even come yet. And I believe that's purposeful because the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit hasn't come like th- like this right. yet right. like in this fullness of the mm. the full revelation of christ that's why in the new testament how often does paul talk about this this revealing of the mystery this revealing of christ and that's that's why the new testament can talk about how the new covenant is built on better promises than the old one of those better promises is this fuller realization of the holy spirit for believers isn't that what you think is going to happen when we get to heaven that we think we know Christ now, that we've right. experienced the, right. the this wonder of being in, in relationship with him. But when we get to heaven, it's going to be like, I knew nothing yeah. of the joy of my salvation while on earth compared to the fullness that awaits. Yeah, now, now we see through a glass darkly, but one day we will see face to face. Amen. Well, you've been listening to The Gospel for Life. If you'd like to get caught up on any of our past podcasts, Just go to um, your app store and type in The Gospel for Life. Also, if you'd like to get information on our upcoming conference, just go to ReformationBoise.com. We'll see you next time.